Hey guys, this is Felissa Rose, Angela from Sleepaway Camp, and you're listening to the Horror Squad Podcast. Welcome back to the Horror Squad podcast. This is episode number 159. Tonight we're going to talk about the lady in white, but we have a freaking huge guest, Joe's mother, uh, Patty, who is we've talked about on the show before, is sensitive with spirits, and my God, we just recorded it. And you're in for a treat. Um, yes. My, you know, we've list, we talked to celebrities, you know, big, small heroes, whatever, but this is easily my favorite ever. So, yeah, I'm still, like, shook up, so it, just, yeah, there you go. I know. <laughs> no, I, I was thinking of the people that are listening, like with headphones, and if they're at work or like at night, I'm like, "Ooh, you guys are gonna be scared." So yeah, at one point, Joe's like, "Steve hasn't said anything yet," because I was so enamored with what she was saying that I couldn't even think of questions. I just wanted to hear. Her. You know, it was, it was crazy. It was such a crazy interview. It was awesome. Yeah, no, it was it was great. I think you guys are definitely in for this. Is probably my favorite interview we've ever done as well. Um, just because she's so genuine, you know, mm-hmm. and if you are a skeptic, I think after hearing this, you might yeah. start to become yeah. a believer. Because um, like I said, she's never taken a dime from anybody. Um, you know, she's a, a very wholesome, normal mother. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, yeah, definitely give it a listen. It's a, it's a great interview. Yeah. <laughs> Where do we go from here? Ooh, I know. I'm like, I'm scared to go to sleep. Let's wrap but... it up. That's, that's it. We can't <laughs> top this. <laughs> I should have asked her her thoughts on Lady in White because I remember she showed me that movie when I was a kid. Yeah, you know, it, it popped into my mind. I'm like, I was going to ask her, like, hey, do movies like The Sixth Sense or stuff like that, are they complete bullshit or they have a little bit, you know, truth to them? Yeah. We should do a follow-up one day next time. Yeah, definitely a follow-up. Yeah, definitely. I think she could I – mean, I never really thought she could maybe read people over the, uh, like, air or over the computer, but I think it actually might be a possibility. So maybe we could – have her on again and see maybe if she could bring some uh spirits through to some people yeah yeah it's uh it's quite something i got so definitely tune in after the episode because it's going to be a, a very interesting discussion that we had there wild fucking ride yep <laughs> <laughs> all right you guys want to get some some horror questions try to lighten the mood yes a little bit. we have to Shit. <laughs> do it <laughs> Uh, you can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast or by email, the Horror Squad Podcast at gmail.com or my new preferred way on our Discord. The people on our Discord are just fantastic, really gr- good group of people. And if you'd like to join in on our Discord, just ask any of us uh, or the official uh, group page for a link and we'll happily send it to you. It's just really good time in there. So shout out to everyone who's in there. Really, really appreciate it. So the first question comes to us from Odd Job VS versus 007, which is on our Discord. Actually, no, uh, that question's for uh, Lady in White later, but uh, I'll ask that later. So the next one's from Weezerface. What horror movie universe would you like to live in? I'd choose Trick or Treat. Jaws, and I just never go near the ocean. <laughs> there you go. That's a Todd's answer always. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. What That's universe tough. would... You'd like universe? to be. You'd like to be in. Yeah. Like to be in. Mm. Hmm. 
like a, a universe as in I'm one of the main characters or one of the people that just hear about something on the news <laughs> I mean it's it's I, I guess you know if you're in the universe there's a possibility whatever happens in that universe could happen to you right um and presumably gonna... for the sake of the question you're also in the town or whatever that you know yeah. whatever's happening uh, I'm gonna say scary stories to tell in the dark oh that's fun Mm-hmm. kind of scary but fun scary but fun i have a real i have a real answer <laughs> let's hear it uh goosebumps because it's never like you know risk of death and that's like it's always just like a good ending you know what i mean all right i like it i like it um i'm gonna say oh does hubie halloween count <laughs> <laughs> you always say that for everything <laughs> joe you live in hubie halloween <laughs> already so, uh, so. okay i'll say jennifer's body then because uh, i'll let Megan hmm. and fox eat me alive that's a good one um <laughs> it, it might sound a little sick on my end but i've always wondered what it would be like to be in a zombie apocalypse so if i'm gonna be in one it would probably be the dawn of the dead one because the zombies aren't that scary and they're slow as hell and they seem pretty dumb, so I feel I could survive in that zombie apocalypse. So I'd, I'd like to venture in that world and just see kind of, am I really as good of a survivor as I think I am, or am I just really not, and I'll get eaten within the first you know day or two. Rule one, cardio. But yeah, <laughs> I'm fucked. <laughs> Every, everyone's fucked. <laughs> Especially uh, if they're the running zombies, but I know you picked classic, but I, still. Yeah, I, I picked Dawn of the Dead, so I, I could just <laughs> fucking, you know, meander through the town and not really be worried about it. And speaking of Jennifer's body, bonus trivia point question here, if you can name the band in the movie, because I think we've talked about that three times. Cold Shoulder. Cold shoulder. shoulder. <laughs> is that what it is? Cold Shoulder? It doesn't even know. <laughs> Joe, okay. Todd, mark me down for a point. Let me open up the Google spreadsheet for that point, girl. There we go. Are you, are you really? Yep. Boom. All right. All right. Uh, she has a follow-up question where she says, speaking of trick-or-treat, which was her choice, if a sequel were ever to get made, what storylines would you like to see? I bet Joe could go for a witch storyline. Uh, duh. Always always which storylines um it's been talked about for years a trick-or-treat sequel i don't think we're ever going to see it at this point it's it's been like over a decade since trick-or-treat came out however it's still as popular as ever maybe even the most popular it's ever been um and with um michael flanagan getting more and more popular maybe we'll see one but i'm not holding my breath at this point like he's got an animatronic you think they would make another movie you know yeah. Well, I know Quinn Lord ain't coming back because he's like too tall now. <laughs> yeah. It'd be cool. He'll get a cameo though, probably maybe if they do do it again. That'd be kind of fun. But um, as far as what I'd like to see storyline wise, um, I would like, I would love to see, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't think witches would go in that world, um, personally. I mean, they had werewolves, so. Yeah. Why not? Right. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I mean, my favorite story in the the movie was the the ghosts, the kids on the the bus with the ghosts and stuff. So it's more more of that for me. Yeah, I'd like to see more of the rules of Halloween. So I guess yeah. I'd like to see more Sam, uh, just kind of going after people for different rules, maybe that we haven't seen in the first one. Um, so I think that would be fun to explore as what are the rules of Halloween that you need to follow every year. I like that. I'll stick with that. I do too. 
Um, also, Todd, I need to let you know you can take back my point because I was wrong with the oh. cold shoulder. Uh-oh. I was I was thinking, what do I give Joe before bedtime? Um, <laughs> <Ooh. but> I, <laughs> okay, just kidding. It's low shoulder, so maybe that'll be a trivia question next time. <laughs> All right. Um, next question comes to us from Mandy. She says, can you recommend me some ghost films? Honestly, it's probably the subgenre that scares me the most. So naturally, I want to see more. I feel like Hmm. I haven't really watched too many ghosts recently besides tonight's review, but... Uh, What's that one we watched recently, Steve, the both of us? Uh, The one on Netflix there. Is it Voices? Oh, yeah. The, like, Spanish one? Yes, yeah. Oh, I don't remember the name of it, but I'll, I'll look it up. It's, like, it's got like, it's like, don't watch me or. Yeah, um... that one was fantastic. Um, so I, I definitely recommend checking that one out. And I'm sure Steve can pull it up because he'll probably check the letterboxed. Um, but that is a must watch if you're looking for a, a ghost one. That one's fantastic. And Session 9, I'll always go with that one. Maybe not yeah. a ghost movie per se, but definitely has some ghostly stuff. And a big favorite of mine is uh, Grave Encounters as well, which I think is uh, an underrated one. That's an After Dark one, right? Uh, no? Grave Encounters? Uh-huh. No, I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking of Grave Dancers. Never mind. Oh, yeah, Grave Dancers. Yeah, no, Grave Encounters, found footage style. Um, very good. It's Don't Joe, listen. I thought, I thought don't you were going to say... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say... I felt like I was being attacked. Oh Fear yeah, Sir of Echoes. Sir of Echoes Bacon, uh, it's great. That might be like the best, one of the best ghost movies ever. Like that one is just good. so good. Uh, I know you saw this one, Joe. I liked. I think I liked it a lot more than you did, though. Terrified. Um, yeah. It, no, it's. So, I mean, it's definitely solid. The imagery in that movie is really good. The, yeah, the I little, fucking the little dead kid, terrifying. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of them. Um, you know, the others, Sixth Sense, are probably the more obvious ones. Um, don't listen like joe said is a really good one that's uh, more recent uh i mean even some cla- like insidious and the conjuring i think are probably the best ones uh, Conjuring too to man anyway. yeah the yeah, conjuring was freaking scary yeah. is uh, my favorite film of that decade so uh, definitely one now there's one and i'm hoping maybe our uh, our listeners can help me with this one um there's one i saw that i want to watch again and i don't remember the name of it there's a scene, they're on a farmhouse. It's one of those classic, like a family moves to a farm from the city and because of like some work or whatever, and there's ghosts in it. And there's one scene where there's somebody in a hallway and then there's a floating dead woman that's way behind her and she slowly creeps up behind her. And there's this long shot of this dead woman just slowly floating uh, towards her until she gets right behind her. I can't for the life of me remember the name of the film. It's probably mid 2000s. I saw it in theaters. Uh, if anyone remembers that, mid-2000s. I'd love to know. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, uh, is it is that the haunting in Connecticut? No, no it's not. No, I, I looked at it, but uh, anyway, that that one was. If you can remember the name, is a fucking awesome one. Yeah, but one thing about ghost films that it's so often that they go into these other things that aren't related to ghosts. I really miss seeing just a ghost film, like where it's someone in a house who sees ghosts. There's always some mm-hmm. big thing attached to it that kind of ruins it often. 
Uh, you know, I'm thinking of stuff like Poltergeist or uh, The Haunting or um, House on Haunted Hill. As much as I love that movie, t- it really isn't a ghost film. You know, there's just a lot of things like that that I just want a straight up ghost film where it's just ghosts. It's not a big thing. It doesn't have some giant ending where things are flashing and the house blows up or whatever. I just want a straight up haunt, which is why I like The Changeling so much. Now it does have a fiery ending, but uh, at its core, it's a ghost film. And I, I love that. I think uh, tonight's movie is kind of that, but we'll talk about that later. Yes, we will. Uh, anyone else got recommendations before I move on? That's nope. it. All right. And her last question, uh, it's more of a statement and a question at the same time. I'm open to the possibility of ghosts. Why are there never any naked ghosts? Do clothes have an afterlife? Shouldn't all ghosts be naked since clothes are man-made inventions? If clothes do have an afterlife, why is it always old-style clothes? Anyone ever see a ghost wearing a Friday the 13th t-shirt? <laughs> well, I think uh, I think you'll hear in the interview that it's not always old clothes. I think maybe that's how Hollywood puts it, but according to my mom, it sounds like it's not all like old-timey clothes. And uh, I think that would just be really weird if people, everyone was walking around naked. That's like, scarier, man. Awkward, yeah. It's like you're buried in your clothes, so and you die. I would think it's probably whatever you die in, right? Like, and no, usually people don't die naked, so. But it doesn't seem like it's not, it's not always, it seems, I don't know. You'll hear, you'll hear a lot in the interview, like what my mom kind of says, like, so, yeah. It is weird though, when you think about it, you never see a naked ghost, but you'd think that that would be their natural (laughs) way because clothes are man-made. So are are they doing it for vanity? Are they doing it for, that's how people perceive what people look like? Uh, You know, it's it's an interesting, interesting question. Sure. (laughs) And if you can conjure up jeans, why can't you conjure up your favorite, you know, killer clown shirt or Friday the 13th shirt? There you go. Oh, yeah. Mom, I saw a ghost and he was wearing a Dawn of the Dead t-shirt and, you know, the, a beanie that said Horror Squad Podcast on it. It was weird. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Hey, I love it. <laughs> and that's all the questions we had. So thank you everyone for the questions. We do have one more that I'll ask after our review because it pertains to Lady in White. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. All righty. Is that trivia time? Yeah, I think we get yeah, time. Yeah, we, we, we can squeeze it in. I think so. Okay, let me pull up my trivia questions. But the scores are as follows. Sam with a, a strong six. Me with a strong seven. Joe and Steve neck and neck here. Joe with the 10, Steve with the nine. I think Joe's going to you know start lagging behind that. I think he started oh. too early. I think he, he blew his water early. All right. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, who would like to lead off today? I'll Wait, lead I can't find my trivia. Uh-oh. Because they're not written. No, I literally did them on my phone. Joe, you saw me. Oh, no. Well, that explains the score. What the <laughs> heck? All right, whatever. All right. I'll go first. 
first one is Lady in the White related. No. Or Lady in White related. I so I hope you're paying attention. attention. I wasn't. <laughs> I hope you're paying attention, gentlemen <laughs> and ladies. What three Universal Monster figures are shown in Frankie's bedroom? Dracula, Dracula, Dracula Frankenstein, and, the mummy. and Wolfman. Sam. Oh, correct. Sam. Getting that point back. Todd? Uh, I got. I said the mummy, so I got one wrong. Okay. And Steve said like one, and then stopped. I think. Yeah, the, everyone was yelling over it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I sure Steve yelling. will. Steve will edit it some way to make him get the point. I'm sure. Yeah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. You know. <laughs> All right, I'll go next. I might have asked one this one before, so I'm not sure, but we'll see. In the sixth sense, what did the first ghost that Cole sees in the movie die of? Hanging. Oh no! Uh, no, it was a girl. Car. She was sick. She got what is poisoned. It? She got poisoned oh. by her dad. Incorrect. It was a guy that got ran over. He was on a bike in the street. Oh. Incorrect. What? What's the fucking question, Steve? Oh. The, what did the first ghost that Cole sees in the movie die of? It was the what? it was the runner who got hit by a car. Incorrect. That's the last one. Damn. Really? Yeah. The movie ends with a girl that when he's he's telling his mom that he could see dead people. Oh, that's right. And then she's like, uh, "What about the accident?" She says, "Oh, she's standing right next to your window." Uh, and that's how they start the conversation. No. So yeah, that's, that's the last one. That, that's the trailer, though. So a lot of people. Um, think that's can I have another Thank guess? You. Is it the guy that's hanging in the school? Incorrect. Damn it. Yeah, I got. I got one. If everyone else. Is I got say, one. Okay, go ahead. It's the therapist, Bruce Willis. Trick question. No, incorrect. Okay, it's the um, <laughs> it's like the white. It's the I think it's the housewife. Um, she's in the kitchen, and I believe she slit her wrists. Oh. You just googled it. Stop. No. That is correct. Joe, I literally I I saw you Google oh, it. Son of a bitch. So it was a uh, victim of domestic abuse who killed herself by slitting her wrists, which is in, yeah, he sees in the kitchen at the beginning of the film. I, I haven't seen that one in a long time. That'd be fun to watch. I, yeah, love that I love that movie. I saw it in theaters and I was like terrified because like, same. I, it was like, it was like the right age too. I think, you know, I was like 11 or 12. Oh, yeah. That shit, dude. Probably the most spoiled film spill like most spoiled film ever. Like everyone talks about spoiled and spoofed. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'll yeah. spoof definitely. Oh my I god. Yeah. I, people. So I, when I saw it, it wasn't not spoiled at all. Like and wow. it, I mean, me neither. Like it blew my mind. Like fucking blew my mind. Like I yeah. just I didn't see it coming, even though like all of the hints are there, like once you watch it. Oh but, my god. And it's yeah. very clever how many hints he puts in the movie. Yeah. And if you watch it, it, it holds up like we should do a double feature of that and a story of echoes one day. It'd be fun. Yeah, I'd, I'd be down. Yeah, definitely. All right, next. Uh, I'll go. Okay, in the Adams family values, oh. what do they name the baby? Oh, Hubert. Uh, yeah, Joe is correct. Hubert. Come on, fire, baby. He's fucking <laughs> out of nowhere. It's a Tom Brady of trivia. <laughs> Super Bowl, baby. Who you got for the Super Bowl, real quick? Let's oh, go, Chiefs. We should, we should do a bet. Like we we are. The Chiefs are going to win. Again. I got Buccaneers. I, I got, got Bucks. Bucks. All right, I'll, I'll take Chiefs. We should do a. Uh, Hi, Steve. Let's go. We, we should do the same thing as last year. Uh, the, the losers have to watch any movie that the winners choose. So uh, okay. you can pick Todd, and I'll pick Joe, if, uh, or vice versa. All right. All right. Deal. Deal. 
Deal. It hasn't gone yet. I know what Steve's going to pick. Yep, I do. <laughs> Sam's turn. Okay, um, I still can't find my trivia question, so I'm just going <laughs> to ramble off the top of my head. I know this is nothing new for most of you. Um, okay, in the movie uh, Lady in White... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I really should have paid more attention. Okay, Amanda, which is the grandma ghost... That actress also <laughs> starred in what late 80s, early 90s popular TV show about a male housekeeper who was an ex-baseball player. Whoa. Uh, Three's Company? No, he's not a housekeeper. He's just yeah, a I, pimp daddy. I, 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 <laughs> I, I thought that was his one of his like hidden things. Yeah. I just have, I have no idea. Uh, yeah, it's a deep cut there. No, no clue. Guys, come on. Great. Do you know which, which person I'm talking about in the film? I don't even know who Amanda is. Yeah, I don't remember. So. I mean, She's yeah, the I know. grandma. She's the grandma yeah. of the lady in white. Is that the girl at the end that gets strangled? Or beat yes. to death? Yeah. Oh, yes. her, okay. I, I, I didn't recognize her for anything, though. Yeah, really? Yeah. Come on, guys. It's Dang. a great show called Who's the Boss featuring Tony Danza. Oh, Tony fucking Danza. All right. Alyssa Milano. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe. It's these, it's these type of questions that I can hold you guys back. Yep. Okay. Next question. What is the name of the crate monster in Creepshow? Oh, fuck. Um... Crate McCradington. I get pictures. Oh my god! I have a, I have an action figure somewhere. A, I'm not gonna say a single thing. If I give a hint to Steve, he'll get it. I'm trying to piece it together. What's a stupid? Damn one? you, Fluffy. Tom Savino! Oh, someone said it. Fluffy, it was Steve. Yep, Fluffy. Fluffy. Motherfucker. I, I'm like picturing the pick. The, I, I have a, an action figure or a. Re, I think it's reaction figure. Mm. I'm trying to think of it. <laughs> it's oh in, yeah, they did like the crate, huh? Yeah, it's in my upstairs bedroom though, so I. I couldn't check. You ran up there real quick. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Next question. Okay, so this one actually comes to us from Weezer Face. So thank you very much for the question. Um, which city does Child's Play take place? Chicago. That's right. Correct. Yay. I almost went to visit there because I went to Chicago a lot the last couple yeah. of years, but it was like way too far. So yeah, that's I've seen, yeah, you can go visit. They got the uh, the. I've seen a lot of people take pictures, like the apartment building and the toy store, like the two real popular mm -hmm. spots people go to. Fun fact: um, Home Alone Two was filmed at O'Hare Airport, and I walked to where freaking Kevin McAllister walked. It's pretty cool. Oh, oh I'm jealous. <laughs> uh, my turn. Yep. Okay, Lords of Salem question. Oh no. Mm. In the Lords of Salem, shout out to Sam because we both love this movie, right? Woo woo. Uh, uh, what is Sherry Moon Zombie's job in the movie? The Radio DJ. host. Steve, yeah. both answers uh, are correct. Yeah, I, I, I hate to say it. I, I heard Joe first. See, DJ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. What? That's because his answer was shorter. <laughs> I'll, I'll check the footage, but I'm All pretty right, sure I heard footage. him say it first. Fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, early lead. All right, Sam. Um, 
Did you put okay. it on your phone or something? What? Did you write it on your phone or anything? Your trivia question? Yeah, the, the notes. I mean, they're gone. It's They've disappeared. Oh, okay. I wonder if that has anything to do with what we talked about tonight. Things being misplaced. Oh. Yeah, it possibly might. Interesting. Okay. What is the town? <laughs> and Lady in White, what is the town that they live in? Oh, I forget the name. White town. <laughs> lady, not oh, racist, nice. just white, because lady yeah. and white. white I'm not town. even going to attempt yeah, <laughs> I'm not even going to guess because I completely forget. Willow Point Falls. Hello. Man. All right. All right, my turn. Mm -hmm. All right, last one. Tagline. Ooh. Poison, drowning, claw, or knife. So many ways to take a life. Um, what? It's a what tagline for a movie. Oh, poison, okay. poison, drowning, claw, or knife. So many ways to take a life. Is it a... The craft. Incorrect. Is it a Valentine's Day? Incorrect. Valentine, I mean? No? No. Poison, drowning, claw, or knife. Claw. The key know. is the claw. I don't know. Okay. The correct answer. We mentioned it earlier tonight. 2007's Trick or Treat. Mm. That doesn't seem like it would be a tagline for that movie. Yeah, it doesn't. No, huh? no it doesn't. It's a, But it's on the blanket. Me and Sam had. Uh, Sam got a Trick or Treat blanket, and it's on there. And I looked it up on IMDb, and it is the tagline. And I was like, wow, that's kind of a random, but it's there. Interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, you have to tell me which movie this quote is from. That's a lot of fish. No, oh. I know what you did last summer. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Um, that would be Jaws, Steve. Uh, no, what's wrong? No, it's right. <laughs> well, that's not one. <laughs> uh, Piranha. Nope. It's a lot of fish. Mm -hmm. Not Jaws. Not Jaws. I'm pretty sure he says that. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember it, but that's not where. Because fuckface, the scientist says it's not a fish. But all right, uh, a lot of fish. Yeah, right. I, I googled it just to make sure, and it's the movie I'm thinking of. All right. Um, Piranha was already said. Jaws was already said. Sam, did you have a guess? I said I already guessed it was wrong. No. Oh, what was your guess? Uh, I know what you did last summer. Oh. Um, give some hints, Steve. All right, I'll give you guys one hint. All right. uh, this franchise has been talked about a lot lately. Hmm. I don't know, but... Green? No. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> All right, you guys go? Yeah. Yeah. It's Godzilla. Oh, uh, from the fucking Matthew Broderick one, right? That's right. When they try to, they put fish in the street to try to lure out Godzilla. He looks at it awkwardly and says, "That's a lot of fish," and people make fun of it because it's such a terrible line. That's a good movie, though. Come on, I, I, I like it, but yeah, yeah, it's that's a terrible line. It's delivered really awkwardly too. So I, I haven't watched it yet, but how's the Godzilla vs Kong trailer? For fucking amazing! Watching? Is it well, amazing? Yeah. Holy fuck! I can't wait. All right. Yeah, day one for me. Day one. Nice. All right. Is that coming out on VOD 
or is that going uh, to theaters? It's it's uh, well, it's theaters, VOD, and HBO Max. Nice. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Okay, lodge related question: the lodge from last year. Oh. Um, how did the dad meet his girlfriend? Therapist. <sighs> yes. Thank you. Son of a. <laughs> you played right uh, into Joe's wheelhouse with that one. Well, I did. And Sam. Lord of Salem for fucking Sam, but Joe had to sneak it. What else is new? <laughs> Give him that cold shoulder again tonight. But then. All right, Sam. Okay, my turn. Um, all right, let's see what I can pull out of my ass. Um, <laughs> Poop. All righty. Tagline. Gross. Save that, for your only, save that for the OnlyFans. <laughs> okay, guys ready? Yeah. This is a tagline. He witnessed the murder, then he met the victim. Okay, can you repeat that? Sorry. He witnessed the murder, then he met the victim. Mm. Sort of echoes. Come on, guys! I'm sh I'm shimmy I'm shimmying my tatas right now because <laughs> shimmy your tatas. <laughs> uh, showgirls. Sounds like a ghost movie. He you know, some kind. He met the victim. Yeah, it's got to be a ghost movie. Uh, I don't know. Six cents. <laughs> He doesn't witness the murder. No. I, I, let's, We're I, not very I, good at taglines. No. <laughs> hey, you guys give up? Yeah. yeah. Throw, throw some hints out there, girl. Um. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it was released in the eighties. Okay. Um. <laughs> not how it was down to seven hundred films. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let me read it again. He witnessed the murder. Then he met the victim. Yeah, if you keep saying it, I don't think it's going to help. Yes, it will. Uh, is, is the movie called Murder? Is the movie called Murder Victim? Listeners, what's the movie? Lady in White. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> So we're, we, uh, we're so terrible. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, that makes total sense. <laughs> Man. I was like, I can't say too much because then it'll be too easy if I start giving all the clues. <laughs> I, I'm embarrassed. I got to say, not that? <laughs> Well, that's why I was shaking my tatas because I was like, someone's going to answer this really fast. Who's it going to be? <laughs> all right. Uh, oh, it's a, it's a bad, it was a bad round for me. Me too. All right. So, damn, Joe's pulling away. Sam with seven, me with eight, Joe with 14. Yes. Steven uh, with a solid 10. So, one's across the board, except for Joe, who got a solid four piece up there. Dang. Oh, yeah. Where'd he All come right, from? Joe. Yeah, baby. He's going he's gonna to burn it out, though. He's going to burn out. I'm calling it. He's, no, he's going to burn out and watch Steve and I's pick for the Super Bowl. That's right. Ooh, nice. All right, we're ready to talk about the lady, or actually not the, just called Lady in White. Yes. yes. It's 1962. It's Halloween. I wish that was as weird as you. Thanks. 
There's nothing wrong with the town of Willow Point Falls that a powerful imagination can't cure. The London Bridge crumpled under the monster's huge lizard feet. That's impossible. Or is it? But this time, it's not make-believe. No, it was too dark. I couldn't see his face. This time, it's serious, deadly serious. I'm telling you, that doesn't matter. This case has been making monkeys out of all of us for the past 10 years. And strange, very strange, for you have seen a girl. There was a little girl. I saw her. She was killed in the cloakroom. A girl who wants you to find her killer. Will you help me? You have just one hope to solve the mystery. Sometimes when someone dies violent, they can't rest in peace. To stop the evil. Where are you going? I gotta follow her. To save your life. Come here, child. Open the door. Say your prayers. Lady in white. Directed by Frank Lalogia, uh, came out in 1988. Locked in a high school closet during Halloween 1962, young Frank witnesses the ghost of a young girl and the man who murdered her years ago. Shortly afterward, he finds himself stalked by the killer and is soon drawn to an old house where a mysterious lady in white lives. And he discovers the secret of the woman. He soon finds that the killer may be someone close to him. Ooh. Like that little dramatic pause. I do. Um, I realized when I was watching this that I'd seen it before. Uh, don't remember when. I just remember the scene where he's locked in the, I guess, closet thing. Yep. So, yeah. Um, there's a lot of creepy stuff in this. So, first off, did any of you guys see it before this? I know Steve did, right? It was like 25 years ago. So. Yeah, I, I saw it when I was a kid, but I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. So, I was excited to revisit it. <laughs> I've never seen this movie before. Um, I mean, where do you want to begin? The the the, the kids are assholes, by the way. Yeah. That still that still is Beanie for no reason, just because he's a good, talented writer. There's player hating on him, and the girl exactly because he's smart, because he's unique, because he marches to the beat of his own drum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they drop some racist comments that haven't aged well, mm-hmm. and was, and then um. You know what? For for being it, this is meant to be a kids movie, right? See, that's where I was wondering, because uh, I'm like, I was gonna ask you guys. I'm not sure. Like, it's kind of like dark in some places that where it's not a kids movie. So I think it's it kind of has an identity problem. Yeah, I mean, oh. the the first scene is them riding on bicycles with like cheesy 80s music and doing like almost comedy with dogs like you know uh following the bikes and the cars almost hitting each other and them going through like nuns and students so it starts like how many other fucking 80s comedy movies with on with kids just having fun on bicycles and then all of a sudden it takes a super fucking dark turn (laughs) into real Mm -hmm. shit like real yeah so yeah you're right it does have an identity crisis Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I agree. Because when I started watching it, I had asked Joe, I was like, is this for kids or is it for adults? And he's like, I'm not really sure. I just remember like it gets kind of weird or something because it had been a while since he'd seen it. And like Steve said, it opens up very cheerful and happy go lucky like let's have a good time definitely embracing the spirit of Halloween and I told Joe I was having a good little ride I was like wow I actually might like this better than hocus pocus and Joe looks at me and he was like well wait because it gets weird and I'm like well I'm, I'm enjoying it right now like I thought it was just for kids and then going in the middle of the movie and towards the end I was like yelling I was like this is for kids it's it's kind of crazy and what's with the alligators in the pet store <laughs> I don't know exactly. like they, that's what I think <laughs> so I think like this movie is like a very personal movie to the director or something like that like I think it's like basically like because he also wrote the movie too I saw that during the opening credits to the movie so I think it's like kind of like his childhood in a lot of ways. And I think that's like what he is like mimicking it off of. I mean, maybe not obviously like the child murder stuff and all that, but like, I, there's like a lot of like really specific, like random stuff in here um, that I think has something to do maybe with the director's childhood. That's kind of how I took it. He wrote it based off his town's urban legend of a lady in white. So I think there's okay. a lot of truth in that as well. Yep. Well, in the time, it's not, in the 80s i feel like it's older than that the movie it's a, set it's in the 60s. 60s yeah yeah 60s okay yeah so i was like with the alligators i mean even joe was like back then people were crazy and they used to get those little baby gators and then flush them down the toilet let them go in the ponds and lakes so yeah. that wasn't too weird for me it just right. reminded and me how stupid people once were right and like the like one we really only get i guess like really one like mate like super racist comment in this and i mean it was the 60s and people were racist so like i didn't feel like that like was like out of place yeah i thought it was out of place when i heard it but it fits into what eventually happens in the movie so right. it's not out of like they didn't just throw it in there uh for nothing there, there's a point to it which is really shown like later in the film so I had written it as a comment as the language is dated, but as I as the movie progressed, I realized the purpose of it and it made sense to me. Yeah, I think it's just kind of awkward too because it's obviously a different time now. So right, yeah, it's frowned sure. upon. So it's kind of like jarring now when you hear stuff like that. That's so like um, that's not like you know Tarantino movie you expect stuff, but like a little kid say you're like oh shit, right? A little yeah. weird, but it, it doesn't really matter. Um, you guys were mentioning identity crisis. I think, you know, I don't want to steal what you said in a chat, Steve. So I'll let you go with the whole, you know, bogging down. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so basically, I was telling uh, Todd because he asked me what I thought of it, and I feel like there's a great movie in here, but it's bogged down by things that really take it away from that great movie. Because there are scenes in this that are super good. Um, yeah, the racism stuff really well done, like. Uh, the thing that happens, I don't know, are we spoiling it yet? Or, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, we are. Sure. yeah. So, uh, just for people who you know haven't seen it, just like to hear our reviews, uh, there's a murder that happened, there's a bunch of murders that happen like around a school, and when they find a kid who was locked in there by his friends, um, they happen to find the janitor who had drank too much and he like passed out in his, I guess, in his office in the school, and they pin the murders on him. And you find out that the only reason they pin it on him is because he's black and it was convenient. And there's a scene where 
people at a church are yelling at his family, you know, kind of condemning him because their child had been killed. And then when he's finally acquitted because there wasn't enough evidence to convict him, uh, the mother of the child uh, goes up to the car to kind of apologize. And when he accepts the apology, she pulls out a gun and shoots him in the head. Um, that was really good. And as bad as it is, uh, the slow creeping pedophilia that happens in this movie, there's a scene with a bow and arrow that was really well done. Like it wasn't overly gross, but it, in context, it was gross. It was just, yeah. yeah, it was so well done. And there's these moments of brilliance, but then on the other side, there's these moments that just are so cheesy and so stupid that it kind of deviates from all the good stuff that's happening. And that's my issue with it. Ironically, I think my biggest issue with it is some of the ghost stuff, which kind of bogs down the movie. Uh, yeah. It's clever for the little girl and stuff, but some of the lady in white stuff I thought was ironically unnecessary. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's weird. Um, what other cheesy stuff besides the ghosts, I guess, what other stuff would you say bogs it down? Just, just that there's a lot of like family stuff that's unnecessary, like, you know, putting the thermometer up the kid's butt and just yeah. scenes, scenes yeah. that just, they don't belong there. Like, <laughs> I, maybe it's just experiences he had as a kid, but and or yeah. it felt like filler almost that they don't you don't need that. If you had cut it down to maybe an hour and a half instead of yep. a two hour runtime, you could have had a much better movie and a much a better told movie. It's just they do these things that make no sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, I could not agree more with the runtime. Like this movie did not need to be two hours, like at all. Like this is a 90 minute movie like every day like this they definitely could have cut a lot of the, the filler out here and like i said I, and i overall i did enjoy this movie though i think it's like a really solid ghost story my biggest problem is is the identity crisis part like is it a kid's mo- is it a kid's horror movie is it an adult horror movie like what are exactly are we doing here and it, it's a bit unfocused um and i kind of wish they went one way or the other with it um and also the like the ghost stuff towards the end is really bad. Like it looks terrible. Yeah, the um, whole ending. Yeah. I mean, granted, it is like the '80s and stuff, but you maybe could have did something better. It looked like Star know. Trek beaming them up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it got a little uh, weird there. Um, but you know, overall, I, I think it's still like a really solid ghost story at the end of the day, and uh, I enjoyed it overall. Yeah, I actually made a note of that um, the bow and arrow scene. How fucking creepy it was. And yeah. he's like, get a kiss him, it looks like. And he's smelling yeah. him or some shit. I'm I like, know. But, but it was God. so well shot because it's only creepy in context, right? And, yeah. and that's the thing. And yeah. it's like they want to show that he's a pedophile, but not like overly show he's a pedophile. So I thought it was really well done because it, it like made my skin crawl watching yeah, it. And that, that was the point, right? So they went yeah. far enough to give me that feeling, but not so far that I'm like, ugh, I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and the the closet scene is like that's like the one part I remembered from like from my childhood. Like I just like it's such like an iconic scene with like the little girl coming in like as the ghost and dancing around and stuff, and then just to see her like murdered, but you don't actually see the killer. You know, it's like her being murdered just by herself there. It's like really creepy, and then like seeing mm-hmm. the body being carried, but there's no one carrying it. That stuff's really good in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I just had a question about the end there. Um, why was the dad so upset about the killer dying? Because it was like his best friend. That, yeah, like, but he, he fucking strangled him. his son in a school. Like, 
Right. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it, it is a bit weird, but I just think like it's Billy. like it's still his best friend dying in a lot of ways, like someone he grew up with. But yeah, I mean, would you like? I don't know if like someone had just tried to kill your son. Like, would you? No, be he sad about kicked it? in the face when he was laying right there. Right. Yeah. No. That was. That was. Yeah, like that's part of the identity thing. Like, we're, we're supposed to feel bad for the guy now. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah the, the thing, the one scene I remembered from a kid was uh, the ghost in the window. Uh, that really freaked me out as a kid. And that's for some reason what I thought about it. And that's why when I watched it originally in probably the late eighties or early nineties, I thought it was just a ghost film. And when I watched it this time, seeing all the other stuff at that show was like, wow, that totally went over my head. You know, as I was, when I was a kid, I remembered the Halloween scenes at the beginning, him telling the like scary story to his class. I remembered all that stuff, but all the other heavy stuff was wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, like, a lot of really dark, like, and I remember watching this, like, you, you watch it as a kid, I watched it as a kid, and I, so that's why it's, like, weird, like, because it's, like, half a kid's movie, and then you throw in these themes of racism and child murder and pedophilia, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I guess, I, I don't know, Todd, like, you're a dad, like, no. would you show kids this movie? yeah. No. No. I was going to say, I don't think it's like they're saying, hey, it's a kid's movie. I think the point of the reason why we're like, is it a kid's movie? is because it really does take you back to that, your childhood of where things were so simple and fun and just very happy. I don't think they intended for children to see it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, it just, I guess just because of like how the movie starts, like the first like third of this movie is you know it just feels like a kid's movie you know and then it takes that dark turn which possibly could have been like a, a directorial choice obviously because i mean the the beginning of this movie is like so nostalgic like of just like the halloween um party in the classroom and all that i mean that yeah what was this in the theaters i remember seeing it on tv um which is how i saw it but was this a tv movie or was this actually like a... it really feels like a tv movie to me it, it, it does yeah and that's how i saw it i, I remember vividly uh, i watched it with my dad on t- tv with commercials and everything so i'm just curious if that was its original look it up yeah that i don't I know it, was... it definitely does have like a made for tv movie feel to it yeah it has a gross so it actually didn't do well it uh, it cost four million to make and made like a million so I guess it did have some kind of theatrical run at some point, mm-hmm. but that could also be later. You know, they do that sometimes where I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like low budget though. Obviously you could tell by the effects and like the, uh, the set, like, especially like when he's running in the woods, you can tell that's like a, a set, you know, it looked cool as fuck though. Like that's probably <laughs> yeah. one of my favorite sequences. Yeah. I mean, and the, the grandmother's like really fucking creepy. Like when she's like coming down the stairs at him, like at that one scene like i remember that as a child like terrified me yeah and i got you know going back to what i said last week about psycho gorman how the the acting of the little girl kind of ruined the film for me uh mm-hmm. this is proof that i think had the kid actor been bad i wouldn't have liked the movie either but he yeah. was so good in his role that yeah. i could see the movie for what it was and i think 
because that that kid actually if you look at his imdb actually did a lot of stuff after and i can tell because he he was great in his role man i really felt his Mm -hmm. pain and his anguish and him trying to solve this mystery and the the creepy scenes he played off really well it was just yeah it was awesome yeah great acting i even liked i liked the brother too honestly like i liked the back and forth they had together i like when he talked about like uh he caught him like uh jerking off under the covers or something (laughs) like i thought you were sleeping (laughs) yeah yeah but i thought everyone everyone did all the performances were pretty good in this like i didn't think anyone was like a there was any like poor acting really no exactly uh just gonna ask the one question we had about it from our listener uh odd job versus 007 he asked uh do you think lady in white would make a good remake I, I don't think it's necessary per se. Could it make a good remake? Yeah, maybe, but I don't think it's a, a remake really we needed or anyone's really asking for. I'm thinking the opposite. I think if you cut a bunch of bullshit out and, yeah. you know, with modern graphics, I think it'd be pretty badass. Yeah, I agree. Just Especially so I, with like the whole child murders and all mm-hmm. of that stuff. Yeah. They'd probably start like Finn Wolfhard for Sam, but. <laughs> He might be too old, actually. Yeah, he's old now. Yeah. Did you guys, like, call the killer right away? I mean, I guess it's kind of obvious. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, super obvious. As a, yeah. as a kid, I had, like, no idea, I remember, and being like, oh, no. and But, like, now watching it, I'm like, oh, it's so obvious. <laughs> he's, it's like, brutal. the only – he's literally, like, the only suspect in the whole movie. <laughs> he's the only right. creepy, creepy guy. <laughs> yeah, when he beats, uh, beats a girl to death at the end, I'm like, geez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he has his final moment there where he, he comes back and grabs his leg there when he thought yeah. he was gone. He, he has his final villain moment. He's got really good strength. Did we talk about the part where he like, he like does his like freak out and then like disappears under the car? It's like so bizarre. That's free, That's scary, man. <laughs> it was scary. But what, what, was, what was he like morphing into or what was that? Like, I <laughs> he was just it. hiding, I thought, but it was weird. Yeah, like like the way it's shot, it, it's yeah. the way it was cut, like the way it was edited. Made it look yeah. like he just disappeared. Yeah. Looked like he was like transforming into the Wolfman or something. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I wonder if Scream borrowed, borrowed from that, from the unlocking the car scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, that was good. I like all the, uh, all the, uh, old school Universal monsters in this too. You get the Frankenstein poster and he's Dracula for Halloween. And yeah, that's fun stuff too. Well, rate it or are we done? Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'll start off. I'm gonna give it a a six, a low six, maybe five point seven five. I thought it was a little bit too long. Um, like when we cut back to school scenes, and then like the teacher doing the limbo, and like the kids holding up her dress. I'm like, what the fuck are we watching? <laughs> um, so <laughs> we could have. That was funny too. <laughs> yeah, we we could have cut a lot of that up, like Steve said, and tightened it up. And mm-hmm. I think you got a fucking cool film. So yeah, high five, low six. Yeah, I mean, I think I definitely look at this movie with like some uh, nostalgia colored glasses for sure. Um, I think, you know, it's a solid ghost story. There's definitely some problems with it. Um, But overall, I find it to be a pretty, a pretty solid movie. Um, Maybe I'm giving this a higher rating than I normally would otherwise, but I'm going to give it a seven. Yeah, I'm I'm close to that too. Uh, to me, a little bit lower though. I, I'd give it a six point five. Uh, I really thought there was a great movie in here, but there's a lot of it that kind of bring it down, uh, which is unfortunate. Uh, the ending, 
in particular the length and some of the scenes which are super unnecessary but there, there's definitely some memorable scenes in here that i won't forget anytime soon even though i'd seen it before so yeah 6.5 i'm comfortable with that and i i enjoyed it i took it for what it is i actually didn't mind any of the um effects and like the cheesy ghost parts that you guys were referring to i do want to know why the grandma didn't float away with the two other spirits i felt like they all should have reunited but um i'll just deal with that on my own i'm going to go ahead and give it a 6.8 all right okay man you guys should listen to this interview yep. it's fucking awesome yes a lot of a lot of ghost talk, a lot of spirit mm. talk. Um, it's really, really interesting stuff. I, yeah, I think you guys love it. Real quick, Joe, was a lot of this new to you or 50-50 new to you? Or? I'd say, yeah, I'd say like about 50-50. Yeah, mm. I mean, I've heard like a lot of the, all of the stories she kind of goes over. Um, I had heard before. Um, but yeah, there was definitely some stuff I, I had never like known before, especially like the stuff about how she feels about people who do it for money and stuff like that. I had never asked her that before. And so I was curious to hear that and just kind of like how she sees some of these spirits and stuff like that. So yeah, 50, 50 for sure. And just a note for our listeners, uh, we had received some questions that were specific to like Joe's upbringing. Um, yeah. <laughs> we didn't ask him because we felt that it didn't like fit with the vibe of the interview. Uh, we were just really going on her kind of ghost things. So uh, that's why we didn't ask him in case you're wondering hey why is my question about joe's beard not in the uh yeah, <laughs> not in what there. The heck? <laughs> uh, yeah but no we did ask all the ghost ones uh she did answer those so. hey didn't you have questions for uh fleeting away I, I asked it it was the sequel one oh. it was the only question oh gotcha, gotcha. okay yeah all right. all right enjoy enjoy all right don't listen ah. to the lights off Ooh. look out behind you Shut up, Sam. <laughs> See that shadow? Shut it's up. gonna get you. Shut up. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Horror Squad podcast, where tonight we are joined by a very special guest. I know a lot of you guys have been asking to have her on, and we're all very excited. Um, she is my mother. Uh, Patty Manganar is her name, and uh, we are going to be talking to her tonight about um, her uh, experiences with the paranormal and all that so mom how are you good how are you joe <laughs> very good um so mom i guess why don't you just start us off with you know your first experiences with uh the paranormal and how young you were and what your experience was okay um my name is patty and um i um was gifted with um with uh, um highly sensitive that I can pick up on things, I can pick up on feelings, and I can pick up on spirit. Um, I grew up, I have six children, six um, grandchildren, uh, actually nine now, and actually I have one great grandchild and one on the way. Um, my first big experience, I always had the experience because, but as a young child, I was more scared of it. But as I got older, around 18, 19, I had had an experience where I had seen my grandmother who had passed away three years before. 
And at the time, I was going through a difficult time. My younger brother was in the hospital, and they told us that they didn't know if he was going to um, survive. So I was home, and I was laying in bed, and I felt something, like I felt a sensitivity, something around me. And I sat up, and I looked around, and I seen my grandmother. When I looked at her, she looked different. She looked um, not like I would always imagine my grandma, because my grandma, I always thought of her as chubby, happy. Um, but I was seeing her in the years when she was sickly, which would not have been what I would have normally when I think of my grandma. That is not the way I um, think of her. But she looked at me and at first, I, I will be honest, I was scared. Um, but as she looked at me, I could see the love. And she looked at me, I looked at her and I could hear her say, don't worry, he's gonna be okay. And I knew what she was saying and she started coming towards me. And I'll be honest with you, I got up and I ran into the other room because it's the first time I actually had seen somebody that had passed away that I actually had known, which was my grandmother. Now, now Ma, have, had you, was this your first encounter or had you, you seen uh, I like have other seen, spirits before? No, I had always seen spirits before, um, but didn't know them. In other words, like as a little girl, you wake up and you'll see somebody standing in your doorway mm -hmm. or you will um, be walking in your house and all of a sudden see a man standing over in a corner area. Or one time I seen a man sitting in the chair in our parlor that nobody else seen him when I would say something you know, my dad in those days, going way back, this was like in the 60s, it wasn't popular and it wasn't something you talked about. So when I would say, talk about it, I was kind of told to hush it up, not to, um, not to talk about it among other people. Only, I only talked about it among my own family. Mm-hmm. Hey, Patty, when, when you saw these figures, uh, whether it's grandma or, or someone else, did they like appear like, just like you would see Joe sitting in a chair or did they look like, um, like shadowy or anything like that? They appear when, when you first, first, first you start out, um, just feeling someone's around you. They start to appear as a shadowy and then they come in, it, they come in and you actually see them as if I was seeing you. The only difference is, is there's kind of a um, transparent, you can see kind of through. Okay. And it's, it's a, it's very strange. It must be a common thing. Cause my, my mother had the almost exact same experience with me when I was little, uh, maybe around five or so I was, I had the flu really bad. And she said, my uh, grandpa Max, she like came in the room and he was standing over me and he told her, it's right, he'll be all right. And then he just disappears. That's like eerily similar to your experience with grandma. 
Well, one thing I do or I have learned through spirit is that they will come when you're hurting or you're in a really difficult time. And it's, I think most people will, I would like to think most people could maybe see them or hear them, but if they don't, they will sense somebody around them or a warm feeling around them all of a sudden, which could be them touching you or holding you. Um, you can, you know, so you could pick up on that, definitely. Mm. Uh, Ma, I, I, there's one story that always kind of freaked me out. I remember when I was younger, you telling me, and it was um, you and dad when you guys lived in the apartment and you saw a guy in the bathroom. Can you talk about that one a yeah. little bit? Yes. Um, I was, we were married for about a year, me and my husband, Joe, and um, we were getting ready to go to bed. We had just shut off the light. Um, I was laying in bed and I have trouble sleeping at night. You can probably figure why <laughs> at times. So um, I was laying in bed and all of a sudden I seen this black figure come from our bathroom out, which our bathroom also led into the downstairs and you could get out of the apartment that way. It was a small apartment they made upstairs. So I seen this, this black figure and it was over by my bureau. And I tried to hold my breath. I was so scared. I really thought somebody's in my house and I'm trying to, like touch my husband to let him know somebody's here, somebody's here. But I don't want this person to know I see them, that I am aware that they're there. So I, um, I'm trying to hold my breath. I'm trying to hit my husband. And all of a sudden, I can't hold my breath no more. And I see him running from side to side on my bureau, you know, the longer bureaus. And he's running from side to side like he's looking for something. And so all of a sudden, I'm so scared that I kind of like yank on my husband and he runs into the bathroom, which there's two doors in that bathroom to go, go out, go out. So I, I told my husband, somebody's in here, somebody's in here. So he ran and we got a knife from the kitchen, which was the other side of the door. We had two doors in our bedroom. And so we ran and got the knife and we're going through every room and we hit every room and there was nobody there. So I was like, oh my God, you know, like I, I was so scared. So I went because I knew what I seen. And so I went and I talked to my landlord. I just happened to see her and I said to her, has anything ever happened in this house? And she said, why? And I said, I'm just wondering, I said, something happened to me. And she said, well, there was a suicide upstairs where your apartment Jeez. was. The man had hung himself in the back room. And that was exactly where my bedroom was. Oh, my Lord. So it, that really, like, blew my mind, <laughs> as you can imagine. When, when, he was, when he was running, were you able to hear his footsteps at all? No, I could only see him going from one side to the other. Like wow. like if you are robbing a house and 
you're moving around from one side to the other. And it was so close to where my bed was. My bureau was over there and he's going from side to side. And that is one time I honestly, honestly thought somebody was in my home only to find out that obviously that was spirit. And he, what he maybe was coming back looking for something, um, whatever his reasoning was, he was there looking for something. When, when you ran out of breath, did the spirit or ghost or what have you, did he notice you then? I feel he knew I seen him because he ran. And the funny thing is he ran into the bathroom. I wish I could show you the setup of our, of, of our it was a little apartment they made upstairs. And um, he ran into the bathroom. And so I think he thought I seen him. Because the, what I kind of believe is that there are a lot of spirits, especially suicides, that I feel that a lot of them don't even know that they have passed on. Um, so sometimes that's where um, sensitive people like I, we can help them to pass on and go to the light because or some stick around because they need to fix something. They have to make something better. And so they stick around in order to do that. Um, and then they're gone for a certain period of time, but then they come back to visit and they are around, you know, um, like I said, that's why I say you should always talk to your, um, your loved ones that have passed on because they are all around you. But that's, that's also a question I had. Do the loved ones or, for example, this man, are they there at all times and they only you can only see them at certain times or is it something like a random occurrence or what do you think okay this is what i've experienced is that like um when people pass on at the beginning they are around a lot and they're around me a lot because they know i can sense them they know that i can hear them because a lot of them just want to be noticed they want to like, because they're gone. And so they want to be noticed. They want to talk to somebody. Some of them don't even know they're gone. So when they realize that you can see them and that you can speak to them, that feels good to them. Because a lot of times I'm able to let people know what their loved ones want to tell them. And I've done that many times for many of my family and friends. Do they sometimes, are they seeking, besides loved ones, are they seeking like um, like maybe heaven or a godlike figure or anything like that that you know of? Like you're saying that um, sometimes they want help because they want to, you know, close things out with a loved one, but are they sometimes afraid that they don't know what's next? So they're kind of stuck in limbo? Um, I think, you know what, it's funny because I think that is, a lot of the reason I think I don't know if it's an understanding they know once they pass over I don't know um, they seem to want to um, make things better uh, um, to make sure that their loved ones are okay before they pass over or if they have done wrong whether it's I, I find a lot of times through suicide I think there needs to be something made up there and so until they make it right, 
Um, I don't believe, I believe that they want to make things right before they are able to pass on. And that's where sometimes I can come and help them um, to do that. Um, it's kind of like peace of mind for their loved ones that they are trying to express and want to tell them. Now, now mom, with, uh, in your experience, is it more, would you say it's more like random people that come through to you or is it more, would you say, um, like loved ones that like family members or friends of family members that come to you? It's both. Like I've seen my mom, as you know, Joey, mm -hmm. I've seen my mom, my mom comes in and out. Um, I've been tested on that by my sisters, um, which I've always passed that test. <laughs> um, uh, I've seen um, random people. I had one that um, kept talking to me. He had died in a motorcycle accident. He had come from over in Michigan and he wanted his loved one to know. He gave me his name and everything. I had my sister look into it. This man had passed away in a motorcycle accident a week before. So my sister sent the message um, of what he wanted to send. And um, the woman was very grateful. Wow. How did he... I can't give names. I don't want to give names because- Oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah. How did the man, like, did he just walk up to you? Like, how, how does that even, like, where does that no, even begin? They, it's, it, it can be, I know it, it, I understand. It's very, I could be sitting in my dining room. It's usually when I'm more or less alone, unless I'm around a lot of people. And if spirit wants to speak to somebody that I'm around, they will come. It doesn't matter. Um, in this case, I was alone in my parlor and he came to me and he started talking to me and telling me what he needed and that he just wanted her to know that he loved her and he felt no pain. And that's what he wanted her to know. And so that, and usually when they want them to really know, they will not, they won't stop bothering you. And you have to send that message out because if you don't, they will keep coming and coming. And once you send it out, then they are content and happy and usually they will pass over. And even if they go over into the light, they are able to still, like I said, come. Um, it's not as often, but they do, they are able to come and see their loved ones, like I had said, and they do. Patty, I have a question. So. Um, I know like a few times when Joe and I are over, you've mentioned that like my mom is around when you feel spirits around, like say for instance, just for myself, nothing too specific, but is it a thing of when you can communicate with them? Is that something of where like, say she's with me right when we come over or is it where she'll come through like after a while that we've been there? Do the spirits like stay attached if they're trying to communicate with them or does it kind of just like they flow back and forth if that makes sense? Yeah, um, I believe that most likely your mom is always with you off and on. Um, but at times you probably pick up on her and probably sometimes you don't because we mm -hmm. have such busy days, all of us. 
And yeah. so we go on to our days and we don't always pick up on what is right there for us to pick up on. Um, so I think that sometimes when they know that there's somebody that's highly sensitive, mm -hmm. they take that opportunity to try to get that, that person to pick up on them so that they are able to relay that message to that person. And when they, go sorry, go ahead. No, when go they ahead. relay the message to you, is the, can you hear their voice or are they just communicating with you in silence? I hear- Like it's like, through the okay, mind? I hear their voice. I hear their voice oh, wow. in my mind. It's not my thoughts. It's right. their thoughts in my mind. Yes, and okay. my thoughts, they seem to understand. It's like, um, it's done through the, the mind. I don't know. We look at each other. Mm -hmm. I know what she's saying and she knows what I'm saying. And sometimes when they're communicating with you, it's very hard sometimes too, because sometimes they'll show you pictures. Like sometimes you got to put it together and mm -hmm. you're hoping because they're trying to communicate. And so sometimes you, you're hoping that you're putting it together the right way, in other words. So sometimes you'll see like they'll show you, for example, like sometimes they'll show you uh, a field of daisies mm -hmm. and you could think of it in two ways. You could think of it, okay, um, is she saying that the person's name is Daisy or is she saying that, um, that this person loved Daisy. So it's almost like you gotta try to communicate with them and try to um, figure this all out while you're doing it. And sometimes that can be very hard at times. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, if, you if ever you, had a, oh, sorry. Have you ever had a spirit who is wanting you to communicate with someone, but you're just unable to like, because you don't know that person or you haven't seen them and do they get, upset with you or do they seem understanding how does that go or is that even a thing that either one of you worry about i think most spirits most spirits that um you know um will come it's more or less talking to them making them feel better making them understand that they have passed over um, you know, um, because I mean, not all of them are right away or saying anything about their family. Like there's some that are just very confused. They mm -hmm. died suddenly and they don't even realize that they have passed on. So they're kind of roaming, not really understanding. Um, so they're stuck, they're stuck. And so those ones are the ones that you try to explain, talk to them and help guide them um, to the other side. Um, and then there's some that don't wanna go. There's some that actually love to be in this dimension and they just want to stay. They don't want to go over for whatever reason. Todd, I know you're gonna, did you wanna say something? I know you're gonna say something. Uh, my question is pretty much like Sam's. I was just wondering if they ever, you know, get upset. Cause I can imagine maybe some of the spirits past you know a long time ago and their loved ones aren't around anymore so how do they deal deal with that or have you ever dealt with a spirit that's just too old to communicate with any loved ones 
I mean, most of the time I will try to get the message to the person if I am able to. Um, but I know that I'm not the only one that has this gift. So hopefully they would go and keep trying someone that can send the message. Mm. Um, as far as anger, I've had some very angry spirits. I experienced one of my worst ones like about a couple of years ago. Um, I was asked to bring somebody forward and I should have, it's the first time I, I didn't ask questions and I just um, brought him forward. And um, I knew right away because he came right at my face where most are standing a little back and you could feel, like I said, the sensitivity of the feeling, you could feel the anger, the hatred, the anger that this person felt and only to find out because when it started happening and I seen this person and I talked to the person that had asked me, it turned out that he had murdered somebody, though it's not known by authorities, so I can't really say names. But anyways, um, he just wasn't a real good person and he had actually um, been murdered himself because that's what this person wanted to know had he been murdered. And yes, he had. It, it was that his cause for anger that he was brought forth or because he, he was just was not a good person to begin with. Oh. He also had been involved in a murder and he was just not a really good person. And if I had known that, I would have never brought him forward. And so it took me and I'm, this is it took me two to three weeks because my home, I could feel it. There was an energy of um, negativity in my home. I could feel it. I, I brought it with me, unfortunately. And you could feel, um, you know, I, I had to sage my home a couple of times. During, um, this went on for a couple of weeks. I had to pray constantly. And also we have a thing where we pray to, um, to St. Michael's because he is the um, spirit guide. He helps. So he's a protector. So I prayed to him. I kept on saying, as I say, you are not welcome. You're not welcome here. And it took about three weeks till he left. But before that, I am telling you, nothing was going good in my home. It was such negativity. And you could just feel it. You could cut it with a knife. Once he left, it was like it was lifted. How often did you see him or did you fill him mostly? I, I would see him, see him off and on. In, in the three weeks time, I seen him twice, but I knew he was here. See, he didn't want me. He, he was trying to avoid because he wanted me to believe he was not here anymore especially once he knew I started saging. Um, so he, you know, they, they want to hide. They don't want you to know they're there, but you sense it and you feel it. And you can, and even my family, I didn't even want to tell them because I knew if I told them that might scare them, but I knew where all the negativity was coming from. Nothing was going right for um, my family. It was like, everything was so negative. 
um, since I had brought this um, person forward and I knew he had come home with me. So it was a matter, it was my responsibility at that point to um, get him out. And once, like I said, I was able to get him out, it, everything lifted and everything started getting so much better, so much better. Um, it, it, it was incredible. He just brought a horrible negativity, not, not a good thing at all. And so I'm very cautious now, very cautious on who I bring forward now. Now, uh, now, when you say bring forward, how, how do you, I guess, how do you do that? Like, do you try, like, do you like talk in your mind or how, how do you try to, how do you try to bring a spirit forward that someone wants to communicate with? Uh, there's different ways you can do it. Um, you can um, get something that belonged to that person. Um, that's one way. Another way is that you can focus if you um, got a picture or something that you can focus on that person, their name. But before you'll do anything, you first say a prayer to St. Michael and your spirit guides to guide you and bring that person forward. Um, and, you know, and you do that, like I said, first I check now to make sure that this is a good spirit that I because I would never want to deal with a bad spirit again, not after that last one. That was, that was horrible, a horrible experience for me. Mm -hmm. And I know you've mentioned this before. Um, and you, you said that, you know, in our new house um, or the house that you moved into that you live in now, there's a portal in uh, the closet. Can you talk about that a little bit? It's actually um, not in the closet. It's on the very bottom of the stairs. Okay. Do you know where that little opening is? On the bottom of the stairs is like a, um, a heater. Yeah. I like it, but it's along a that wall area right. there. Okay. And I've always felt it. That's why that little boy is downstairs all the time. When, when you, uh, sorry. It was I got one Hang question. on, um, Sorry, real quick. It's about it's about the little boy that Patty just talked about. So, um, yes, Sam, I, you know about the boy. I, yeah, <laughs> I've, I've seen there. I've myself have seen two um, spirits in their house, and I never even said anything to Patty about it. And she knew like which two specific ones. And it was like the first time that I um, came to Massachusetts, I saw a little boy who would just kind of sit. Um, on the washer and dryer downstairs in the basement. It's like a walk-through laundry room. And I told he you, I was that like- area, all around that area he, in the bathroom Yeah, he looked really yes. happy and just, he was very like yeah, tucked very in content. and just content, yes. And then I had told Joe, I was like, there's a little he boy. Yeah, yeah. And so every time you talk about that boy, and cause I had- it was just weird because I didn't even have to tell you that that's what I saw. It was just one day we brought it up and I was like, yeah. And then there was also another, which I only saw her once. Um, the woman it upstairs. A, it was the woman upstairs where she had her hair pinned back and she wore yeah. some kind of like cooking apron. Um, yeah. I don't know what time period she, she was from. She was but the woman, was I believe from what she told me. She was the woman that lived here before I moved here, which mm -hmm. was like 13 years ago. Yeah. And she passed on from cancer. Yeah. And it was just so, so strange because, yeah. 
So I just wanted to pop in for that. So sorry. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I got, I got, man, everything you say has like five different questions I want to ask. But uh, for the little boy, is, is that something that you yourself would take the initiative and be like, hey, like, you can move on now since since he's such a little boy? Or is he coming just because no, you're saying No, because that? he's not asking. Well, he's not asking to move on. He's very happy where he is right now. Mm-hmm. And he'll play games like I um, explained. And I think Sam knows it too. He will like look like if you're in a room downstairs, he will look in and look away quickly. Oh, and a lot of things he does is more play. So he seems to like it here right now. When the time comes that maybe he wants to cross over, I will be more than willing to let him cross over, but he has not asked that right now. So I let him have his fun. So, that, so, that's, so that's, not, <laughs> that's not something you go out of your way to suggest to them then? It's only if they bring it up? Well, yeah, especially with children, because um, the older ones seem to, once they know that they have passed away, a lot of them are looking to go over to the light once they get whatever they need to get or they see whoever they want to see because they have so much time that they do go and visit before they cross over their loved ones. Um, as far as the younger ones, um, the, they don't express that they want to cross over. I know there'll probably be a point where they do, but I have not experienced that. I also had another little boy, Daniel, who um, was over on Toma Road. Um, I think um, Joey knows about him. Um, And he was over in Toma Road. He um, died in a fire. And he also talks a lot to my granddaughter because they had bought the home. We had sold the home to my daughter. So my granddaughter has the same gift and me and her have talked about him because he started talking to her when she was like five. And um, so I have never tried to cross him over either because they just seem content. If they want to cross over, they seem to do that, but they seem very content in where they are right now. And I don't know if maybe if their mom or dad, I don't know if maybe if the mother and father pass on that they will then pass over, but right now they're content. So I don't try to cross over the children. They're too happy where they are. You uh, you mentioned you can get these feelings. Um, is that no matter where you go, if you go to gas station, another person's house, Walmart or whatever, can you always get that if you search for it? Or is it something that is automatically yeah. comes to you? Yes, like I could see, and I do see it. Um, I'll all of a sudden see a spirit over on the side of a road. And when I look, and like I said, they're a little transparent, but they're standing there. You can see them very clear. And I look and then I see a cross. So I know that that's probably the man that died that someone has put a cross out on the side of the road. Must've gotten a car accident. So I will see that. Um, It's funny because there are times if we really, really, they're all around, they're all around. And so you, there's a point where you do have to, um, or you'd be doing this, you'd be living more with the, the dead than you would be living with the living. 
So there's a part where you are able to, and I learned to do this, where you are able to close a part, that part, so that you do get more clarity that you can still go on with your regular life and they do back away. They know I'm busy. I can't, um, I can't right now. I, you know, I got my family, I got this going on. And they seem to respect that as long as you give them their time when they also need it. It, is time different for them? Like, do they sense the passing of time like we do? I don't believe so because I, I don't believe so because honestly, when my mother passed away and I noticed it and I can speak for my mother, um, she was always around my mom. And then there's something that happens and you don't see them for about at least a month or two months. And I wonder if to them, it's a day. I don't know what it is to them. And then all of a sudden, I will see her once in a while now, but not as often as I used to. So I don't know what the reasoning, I mean, if I called her, I could get her to come, but I mean, just where they just come naturally on their own. So, and they don't talk about, because I've tried at times when I've, when I talk with, especially even to my mom, I tried to find out. And it doesn't seem that they will talk about that. They don't seem to talk about anything once they pass over or what happens once they go to that light. Mm -hmm. Mom, would you say you see like a spirit every day or is it like, or maybe once a week or? I um I could see us I could see many many spirits every day if I wanted to um yeah. but there's a but there's a point where also it's such a responsibility because once you start like when you open yourself up you have to be there and you have to listen to them and you you know you have to show that kind of respect to them so when I'm ready or I have the time and I'm able to find the time and it's quiet and you know then that's when I will spend that time doing that with them. That's why I love the nighttime because the nighttime is like the best for me because it's quiet. Everyone else is in bed and I'm able to spend some time mm -hmm. with spirit. So, yeah, but it's, it, it's, um, you know, like I said, you could actually be doing it all the time. Like you, you see mediums that do it, yep. but there's a, but they also have to tell them, you know, um, that, you know, they have their own lives they have to um, be able to do too. So they seem to understand that when you say, you know, okay, I'm closing, I'm closing, um, I'm, you know, we're done, we're not gonna, you know, then they seem to understand that. <laughs> now, I've never actually asked you this, and I'm curious now, um, what, how do you feel about like the, like the mediums and the spirits that, that do it for money? Cause I know you've never done it for money. You've never taken like a dime from anybody. You know, you'll, you'll sit there and you'll read everyone or you'll try to contact spirits for free. Um, you know, how do you feel about the ones, I guess, that, that do it for profit or, or do you, and do you think they're for real? I think, I think some are, I know some are, and I know some aren't. Um, because uh, I've gone to a few myself and know that they're not real. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because it, 
because of some of the things they say, you just know it. But um, I, I think I always thought of it as a gift. And I always thought of it as, I don't know, it, I, it was a blessing. Some people would say, no, it isn't. And when I was younger, I didn't think it was a blessing because I was so scared of it. Um, but I, I, as I got older, I realized what a blessing it is and how much it does help people. That, And I never realized how much it does help people because when I am able to pick up on people's loved ones and tell them what they bring back memories that they might show me or, or say something that they've they recognize, um, to see the joy on those people's faces and how much it means to them. Like, I just always thought it was just everybody was like this. And when I realized that that wasn't so, I realized that it was my responsibility to try to, you know, help other people that do need that, need that, um, special, you know, to talk to somebody. And there's been a few that I have been aware of that I have gone and helped and brought people forward and it made a, made a world of difference for them. Mm -hmm. So as far as people that charge, I mean, it's a way of making a living, um, but I never have, I never wanted to charge anybody. Mm -hmm. And I know you had an experience with some um, mediums when you went to the Lizzie Borden house and oh yeah, it seemed like it was, I wasn't there, but I remember, you know, um, you telling me a little bit about it and you had a pretty intense experience when you were there. Can you, can yeah, you talk Yeah. Yeah. We went to the Lizzie Borden house and, um, I always knew I was sensitive, very highly sensitive. Um, but found out being there, how emotionally sensitive I am to people's feelings, which made a lot of sense to me later because I could be in a supermarket and before that I'm happy and I'm feeling good and I'm feeling wonderful. And then I get in a supermarket and all of a sudden, sometimes a fear will come over me or sometimes I feel um, depressed or I feel, and I don't know where those feelings are coming from. And I realized that I'm picking up on other people's feelings and emotions around me. So it's really sometimes hard to kind of separate those um, is this what I'm feeling or is this what somebody's feeling around me and to try to separate that feeling. Um, as, wait a minute, I'm just gonna, um, but at the Lizzie Borden's house, they made me aware of that. We had had a, um, a seance and she was speaking to her sister and as she was speaking to a sister trying to bring her forward, I, I didn't even know these people. And all of a sudden, I just started crying, like just sobbing. And it made me realize, like, I mean, they took me aside and um, she said to me, you're picking up on the emotions. I could feel everything through you. And um, but then even after that, we ended up all of us once they became aware that I had this ability, they asked me to try something with them. So we sat around a little table and all of our fingers touched each other on the table. And what we did, and I had my daughter check on this because I wanted her to, um, I wanted to be sure of it. 
And what we did was we were able to raise that table off the um, floor about three inches. And my daughter, who was with me at the time, um, actually took the filming of it. And she was right on, looking underneath, making sure there was nothing, no strings, no nothing. And I could feel the table lifting and it was going kind of wobbly, a little side to side. But that to me, that was incredible because I never knew, but I guess with all of our energies together, we were able to do that. And wow, that was like crazy to me because I've never challenged any of that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember Dan, um, Danny, who's my brother, was there too. And him telling yes, me Danny that, was there so. with us too. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, pretty crazy. Um, all right. Uh, does anyone else have any questions? If not, we can get Sam can get into the listener questions. Steve, you've been quiet over there. Yeah, I'm just wondering um, how, like, how easily can you conjure up uh, someone for like, if someone asked you, can you speak to, you know, my grandmother, my uncle, whatever, is it easy or is it only certain people that come through or how does that all work? Um, sometimes I, somebody will give me something. I've had times where people have given me their pictures or whatever, and I will try to get in touch with them and I am not able to. So your answer is, it is sometimes hard. Sometimes it's easier. It depends. I don't know. Sometimes it's easier and they'll come forward and then you'll all of a sudden be calling somebody and it's not as easy to get in touch with that person. The reason why I really don't know that answer. And how many people would you say are currently kind of in your house? You were talking about the little boy and the girl upstairs. Are there multiple kind of spirits kind of hanging out? Spirits right come in and out. They come in and out. But the ones that, um, even the, um, the woman, the one that lived here before, she will come and visit. I see her maybe once every maybe month to two months. She comes, she checks out things. She's just, she's always on the top of the stairs. Um, and I see her always on the top of the stairs and I'll see her go across the room and then she's gone. Um, the boy, the boy is in and out the same way. So it's, we don't always know where they go, but they'll come back and this boy seems to, he stays around, he's around a lot more. He, um, you know, we are, I feel him constantly when I'm down in the laundry room, I'm downstairs, I feel him. Um, he's around a lot more and sticks around a lot more. Um, with the rest of them, they're in and out. They come through. Some just come through. Um, or they don't always even talk with you. They don't even always respond. You'll just see them come by. You could be in the bathroom and you're brushing your hair and you hear this noise or you sense this feeling and you look out in the hallway and see them go by. It happened to me just like a week ago and it scared the heck out of me. I thought somebody was in my house and I went out to the hallway slowly cause I it went down the hall and I looked in the two rooms, completely looked through the whole rooms and there was nobody there. So it, you know, there, they, and, it wasn't like as if this, they wanted to talk or anything. They just come, they come in and out. 
And my last question is because my sister has experienced this. Um, have you, in your experience, ever seen uh, one of the ghosts or spirits physically uh, like do something in the house? For example, my sister saw an old lady in a in a chair, and the chair started moving. Have you ever seen anything in the real world be affected by the spirit world? Hmm. I'm trying to think. Um... So you mentioned the, the little boy hides things. Like, how does he do that? Well, I'm trying to, I'm thinking like, I mean, I have seen with like, for example, um, toy boxes where toys get moved. Um, I have seen where in my house, because of the little boy, where things get misplaced. And I'm used to that. So whenever my husband or somebody will say they can't find something, I know it's going to show up. And it usually does just in another spot or it ends up in that same spot again. So, yeah, there are some that will play those kind of games. There are some that um, also you could look over, like you said, with the rocking chair. You can see a movement um, happening, like a, even a blanket being moved, like as if somebody is laying down and is moving that blanket. But it's the type of thing that it's not like, oh my God, the blanket's moving five feet. No, it would be very little, very little. And Mark, do you like, can you sense when other people like have a gift? Cause obviously Sam like sees spirits here and there. Like, could you sense that when you met her or? Yeah, I knew Sam, I could tell by Sam that um, I knew she did. Just like I knew Leah, my granddaughter did. Um, I knew like, like, like um, Trisha, your sister, my daughter, um, when she had told me that she was talking to someone and she didn't know who it was, I explained to Trisha who it was. Um, and I sat down with Leah and talked to her about that because you do pick up, like, it's like me and Leah will have little, like just a couple of weeks ago, I said to Leah, okay, Leah, what am I thinking? I'm thinking of a name, try to read, think what I'm thinking. And she came out and she said, like, Agatha. And I said, yeah, that's the name. So see, we have a connection. There's a connection where she is picking up. And so it's the same idea of when you're talking with spirit. It's on the same idea. All right. Uh, Sam, you want to get into some of, I know some of our listeners had questions. Who else has goosebumps besides me? <laughs> Alrighty, so we have a few questions that our listeners submitted, and these come from Jedi Mind 1207. His first one is, how often do you see things to this day? How often? Um, very often. Um, and I've learned, the, as I've gotten older, I've learned to control it better. So, which makes it nicer for me because I can control where before it would happen constantly. And it almost became overwhelming because trying to raise children and constantly seeing spirit, not getting sleep, that was very difficult. 
but I, now that I can control it better now and I can control um, that they understand that they need to give me my time um, has made such a big difference. Okay, um, and that goes into his next question. He just wanted to know um, how you find balance with coping with your gift. Uh, do any of them ever get upset that you set your boundaries, do you think? Um, no, I don't, I don't think they ever get upset because mm -hmm. they're just happy that there's somebody they can communicate with or somebody that is there that actually sees them and hears them. Yeah. So I okay. don't think they get upset at all. Um, when you, I think they understand and they do go away. They kind of back away and they, and they're gone. And yet when you all of a sudden open that part of you, all of a sudden they will come back. Like when this is like, I'm going to tell you, and this is the God's truth is that when you, when Joey asked me to do this for two days, all I kept seeing were people, spirits lining up. And I had to explain to them, I'm not reading. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to read. Like, yeah, I kept on seeing like I, there was this mechanic, this man that works on um, machinery. And I believe he was a mechanic or a machinery. And I don't know if anybody out there knows this person. Um, he's like between 60 and 70. Um, he's missing a tooth in the front. Um, older man, gray hair, going a little bald on the top. Um, but this is the image of the man. And he was one of them that was in line. And he, you know, like some spirits are stronger than others. And so these were the people I was picking up on. So knowing that I was going on this, it was just mm -hmm. so funny. And I felt so overwhelmed because I just knew they were all around me. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> Oh, they're like, pick me, pick me. No, pick me. <laughs> like I can feel them right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who knows? We might have to do a part two. Did, did, the, did the man with the missing tooth, was he, uh, can you describe him a little bit more? Like, did you see his whole body? Yes, I can see him. He's wearing jeans. He's got like a white t-shirt. Um, he's got, like I said, he's bald on the top. His hair is, um, is like a little bit, he's got a little bit of brown in it, um, a little bit, but it's mostly like um, grayish and he um, he's thinner, a thinner man. Um, like I say, he's missing a tooth in the front. I'm trying to think. He's got some wrinkles around the eyes. He's got smaller type eyes um, and a cute smile. He's thin, but it's a cute smile, even with the missing tooth. It's a, he's got this cute little smile, this, um, and actually he's laughing, he's chuckling. Aww. Yeah. Wow. So if anybody knows him out there. Yeah. Do, you, do you think that some of these that were lining up were specific to us, like they knew that, or is it just because they were like, oh, she's, she's talking, let's see what we can do? Well, I didn't see, that's the thing is that sometimes um, spirit, when they know that you're going to be talking or you're going to be talking about it, um, they sense that. So they will come forward, especially if it, like the people that were asking these questions, it could be one of their loved ones um, that were trying to get in there thinking maybe they 
could ask a question or maybe um, at or it could be one of yous. It could be so um, a grandfather, a father, what, you know, it could be, you know, so you don't know until you really get deeper into depth about like what why are they there, what they want, who, they, who they're trying to pick out. And when I start getting into that, they'll give me names. Um, usually I can pick up on a name or something. That's how I usually can figure out at that point who I'm trying to get in contact with, who is that person trying to, you know. So it, it's, it's kind of like reading them, hearing them, what they're saying to me, and then trying to figure out from everyone that would be out there, um, who am I connecting with? Alrighty. And then, um, his last question was, which I think you covered this a little bit, um, but he wanted to know what were some of your early signs you experienced that led you to realize you had this gift? Like, I know that there were some of the experiences that stuck out when you were older, but thinking back as a kid, was there one that is like the first memory that you have, even if it was a ghost or just seeing something that scared you? Um, I think, um, oh, I think the, the apartment one was really- um, uh, Mom. Yeah? Oh, okay, you, I think you're, you're kind of far away from the mic. That sounds- Oh, better. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, I think, to try to pick one, um, one particular one. Uh, I think, like I said, I, I think my grandmother was the biggest one for me because it was actually the first one I ever really recognized mm -hmm. as far as somebody from my family because I had never had anyone pass on um, before that. So everyone that I would come in contact with or I would see, I wouldn't really know myself I yeah. just would talk to them or um or just listen to them um so I think that was my biggest um and I'm trying to think like there was oh there's so many so many through my life yeah well like you said when you were a kid you thought that was normal and that everyone went through that and then it well, makes that's sense. the thing you do yeah. think that until your parents kind of don't want you to talk about it. Then you realize that you think you've done something wrong and maybe you're not supposed to talk about it. So it, it's, it was kind of like um, where you felt like I better not talk about this anymore. And until I got older and, was, and got married that I started looking up more about it and realizing that there were people that were like me and that, I, that it wasn't, weird and it wasn't um crazy it was there were actually people that actually are going through what I was going through and so that made a big difference for me once I got older that I started breaking through and starting to express myself and opening up about it because it was it was very hard to hold all that inside and see what I was seeing and not be able to talk about it mm-hmm do you have any, were there any grandparents in your family that also, they were sensitive to spirits and stuff? Or do you just, are you the first one that you know of? I'm the first one that I know of, but mm -hmm. thinking back on how they kept it such hush hush, um, probably they didn't speak about it. Yeah. Um, 
or they might have, I don't know, going way back, you wonder if some of these people that had this gift, this, this, this um, sensitivity, um, this, this gift, if, if, um, if maybe people going way, way back might have thought that these people were crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, you wonder, you know, I, I often wonder, is that why my father and mother would say to me, like, no, no, it's your imagination. Oh, no, this. And you knew it wasn't. But, you know, and don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. You know, it's the way you were, you grew up. And it was only until I got older that I finally opened up and started saying, this is what I see. This is what I feel. And nobody's going to make me be quiet about it anymore. It's, it's part of me. I love that. Okay. So going on to the next question, this comes from a horror fan, Ryan. Ryan says, I am naturally skeptical skeptical about anything paranormal, but I do not rule out the possibility. Do you believe someone like myself can ever experience something to change my view on the paranormal? Or because I am a skeptical type person, do you think it's tough to be sensitive enough to experience it? Well, I believe, I, I believe first of all, if, if I myself didn't experience it, I would question it myself. I think everybody should you know, um, you know, question things. Um, but do I believe that they could change their mind? Yes, I do. I, I think that, I think everyone has the opportunity to, um, to experience it. If they have an open mind, if they allow themselves to have an open mind to it, if they talk to their loved ones, um, their loved ones will hear them. If they say, can I just, you know, if they say, um, you know, a lot of times people think they want to see a spirit and yet it would, there are a lot of people that would be very frightened from that. You know, um, do I think this person could change its mind? Um, yeah, I, I think that the opportunity of him being able to see some a loved one, I think it definitely would change his whole thought of it and do I think it could happen yes I do and I'll tell you why my father was a non-believer his whole life and when my mother passed away he knew I would never he knew I talked about my gift always once I got married and grew up and he would say Patty you know really and yeah dad you know what and when Ma goes and I used to kid with them I'd say when you go make sure you you search me out, you find me mom, you find me dad. So I would see my mom and I would tell my dad, I seen mom and I tell her what she was saying and you know, what was going on. And um, one of the things she always talked about was her mother Mary's statue. So I was telling my, my dad about different things like that. And so my dad, being a non-believer, I kept praying to my mom. And when I would see my mom, I'd say, Mom, please make dad see you. Make dad see you because he's such a non-believer. And all of a sudden, I found out through one of my sisters that my dad actually seen my mom standing in the corner in the bedroom. And he finally let it out to my sister and said, don't tell her. 
because he didn't want me to know he he actually seen this um, because he was always such a non-believer. So it 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 made me laugh because yes, you can be a non-believer. My dad is a an example of it who actually did see my mom. So yes, you can definitely see somebody that's passed on if you if if you pray enough or somebody prays for you to um to see that person. All righty. And then these last few questions come from Mandy. Um, you had mentioned this earlier. She wanted to know if you could describe what they look like. And going along with that, I know you said usually it's like a shadow and then it kind of gets a little translucent and then you can see them. Is it always in that kind of order or is it ever just like, bam, they appear in almost a real life physical form where you can see every feature well to me the physical form would be like i mean you can actually see their features and um mm -hmm. even though it's transparent where you can see like in other words it be if if it went in front of a um uh a bureau or something you'd see the bureau in the background in other words but but you actually see all the features um but they do start out um, where you sense them. You see, you see, uh, um, like, like I said, uh, um, you start seeing like a, I would call it like a white, um, a white smoky mist. I want to say kind of like that idea where they're mm -hmm. forming, and then they come into where they become, where you can actually see the, their, their facial, their image. Sometimes you can see the whole image. Other times you don't always see the whole image. And like I said, um, that that one time, and I did, you know, that one time I did see um, that shadow man. And, but that's the only time I've ever really seen a shadow man like that, such a dark shadow man in my, um, the one that I seen in the bedroom that I had told you about before. Mm -hmm. The shadow man is scary. <laughs> like yeah. even just calling him the shadow man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think I sometimes rather see the features. Yeah, I think so for, too. Except for that really angry man, that horrible man. <laughs> I don't even say his yeah. name because of that reason. <laughs> I actually have a question about that. Um, my grandparents had described having seeing spirits and they described it as a little bit like you're saying, uh, translucent with white smoke but they also said that you could see part of the skeleton through them have you ever seen like inside them as they're forming well no because what i see the way i i um i see it is that it's like i said it's a um like a smoky it starts out kind of whitish this whitish um form like as if they're forming and then as they're forming, you just start like um, it starts, it starts taking shape where you're actually seeing the shape of the body. And sometimes it will, it depends. Like sometimes you might just see a half of a body, like in other words, the 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 top to the to the um halfway. Sometimes you'll see a full figure. 
but usually it's translucent. I, I've never really noticed ever seeing a skeleton. I, it's just very translucent as I have seen it. Patty, do you ever see them as, I know with your grandma, you said she didn't look like the grandma that you remembered. Like say if there was, and I don't, sorry if you had mentioned this, but say if there was someone who had an awful accident and you could see them, do you see them um, like all cleaned up or are they, do they have um, like injuries to themselves and there's blood, like how you see, how you see in Hollywood movies and stuff, or is it just their like purest form, I guess you could say? Yeah. Um, when you first, um, if, if they approach you, I can always tell, um, you can usually tell if they have just passed on. And the reason why you usually can tell if they just passed on is what you're talking about, Sam, mm -hmm. is that you will see them in the form of how they died. As time goes on, though, they seem to take on another form where they become um, they're like, like as if that's gone. It yeah. become, you see what I'm saying? Like it, when they first when you first see them at the beginning, because the first week or so, like they're around a lot after they pass away. I mean, like the street over where across from Michelle's house, where that guy um, passed away, he had a heart attack. Like he was still out in that yard. Like he hung around there all the time. And so, so I guess my point is that they, they do, they're, they're constantly around everywhere. I don't know if mm -hmm. I lost my track here of the question. No, you, answer, you answered it, don't worry. Uh, okay, so last question. Um, Mandy wanted to know, do certain places produce more experience than others, like a cemetery, maybe a church, a place where someone died versus a regular house? Honestly, um, I think I think they're more around houses because they they seem to go back to um, you know what's familiar to them when mm -hmm. they first pass away and it's not going to be at the cemetery um, they're they're going to go to their loved ones they're going to try to search out their loved ones um, so or somebody that if they don't have somebody that they can go to or somebody that recognizes they're gonna search out someone that can see them or, or, or correspond, talk with them. Um, so yeah, I, I, so that's, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, I don't see them, honestly, when you're in a, in a, like I know there's that old myth of in, you go in the graveyard that you're gonna see Moa. Mm -hmm. I, I think you see less. It makes sense. Yeah, you're gonna find more around homes, um, you know, homes, um, old homes, um, you know, places like that, abandoned buildings, because some just don't want to be bothered. And like I said, there are some that um, wanna pass over. Um, they're very content being in the dimension they're in. So they, um, you know, they search out quiet places too, which would be more abandoned homes. Um, so I think that's where you're gonna find most um, spirits is around abandoned homes or homes where they felt very loved and around their loved ones. 
Okay, and that's it for all of the listener questions. Okay, great. All right, all well, right thank you. Uh, I th yeah, thanks everyone. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably a good place to pretty much wrap up, Mom. Um, all right, and thank you. Yeah, it was it was a pleasure. Um, did you have any last thoughts or any last advice for people? I guess who maybe want to try to contact their loved ones. Uh, I think, you know, um, if you have loved ones that have passed on, don't be afraid to talk to them because they are around you. They're all around you. So talk to them. And if you really want to see spirit, I mean, if you talk to them and, you know, you might be lucky enough that they are able to because they can't always, um, for whatever reason, but if they are able to make themselves a little more solid, then you will be able to see them. Okay. Just look for different signs around too. That's another thing. Lights flickering off and on, uh, things missing, uh, funny things like your phone, your phone all of a sudden doing weird, something very strange, your calls coming in that don't, that don't have names on it. Um, there's a lot of um, birds. Birds are a real big way that they try to um, talk to loved ones. Um, you know, cardinals, um, you know, numbers. I mean, so there's a lot of different ways that they try to communicate um, if you're not able to actually communicate with them by seeing or hearing them. So you got to just pay attention um, what's going on around you. Okay. All right. Fantastic. All right, mom. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. I, I think that this was a great interview and I think everyone's going to love it. Okay. And thank great. you for having thank me. You. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, Patty. Bye, honey. Hey guys, so this week I'm not going to do the usual bumper that I uh, do every week because while I was editing the podcast during the interview with Patty, I noticed a really faint but really odd sound in the audio, which given the subject matter that she was talking about, I found really uh, unsettling. So I decided to investigate further and you i kept it in the episode but i did it's not it was really faint when i heard it but i amplified the sound a little bit so you might hear it so you might have heard a weird audio glitch at some point but uh in this kind of bonus segment that i'm adding i'm going to put uh, the audio and let me know what you think is this evp we caught uh patty did say to us offline that there was a spirit, which she talked about in the interview a little bit, that really wanted attention while we were recording with her. Now, keep in mind, 
uh, all of the horror squad members were on mute at the time, uh, which we usually do when someone is talking. And Patty was alone in the house, at least as far as people who are alive uh, are concerned. So I'm going to play four clips and I'm going to play them three times each. And just uh, let, let us know what you think of them. So the first clip is uh, the audio clip, uh, normal, normal speed but with the audio um, boosted up as far as the sound so you can hear it because it was really faint. So I'm going to play that three times. Then the same clip, uh, the normal clip, but slowed down, uh, which I'm also going to play three times. And then on a whim, I decided that I'm gonna, I was going to reverse the audio because you always see that in EVP shows and ghost shows that when you reverse the audio, you hear something else. And sure enough, I think it seems creepier reversed. Uh, and it seems more clear as to what is being said, which is odd. So the third clip is going to be uh, the normal speed reverse audio, which I'm going to play three times. And then finally the reverse audio, uh, but slowed down. So here they are. So 12 audio clips. They're really quick. They're like a second each. And uh, did we catch something? I don't know. I guess it depends on what you believe, but it's definitely weird. So let us know. And uh, here they are. Thank <laughs> you. 